Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I am so glad that we can be now together, even though virtually. We are one family, God's family. And even though we are not here in that beautiful seminary chapel, I know that God is present because Jesus Christ promised where two or three are gathered in my name, I am among them. So welcome again. It's a new year, new semester, and new opportunities. God is for us, never against us. He's embracing us. And he's telling us, I love you, and I have great plans for you, and I want that you prosper. Yes, so God bless you in this new coming uh, year, 2021. Before I will uh, start our meditation of the Word of God, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for this occasion to open your word and to start this new year and this new semester with your word. So speak to us, touch our hearts, illuminate our mind that we will follow you, follow you with joy and faithfully. We thank you for it. Amen. It happened in India. A young woman was going deeper and deeper into the Ganges River. In her arm, she had a six-month baby. She was crying, caressing the baby, kissing constantly her son, pouring water over him. Then suddenly, when she was deep in the water, she threw him into the river and ran to the shore of the river. There she crushed, was sobbing, and loudly crying. A missionary was passing by, and in the last minute, only by chance, he saw what happened. He was running uh, to that young lady and asked, what is going on? Why did you do this? And when she was able to reply, she said, well, my, my life is in terrible mess. Uh, I feel very sinful. I, I needed to do something to cover my sins. Therefore, in order to receive forgiveness, I offered my best, my firstborn son, to the goddess Ganji. When missionary heard that, he started to tell her the story about Jesus, how he loves us, how he died on the cross for our sins in order to get forgiveness. And because he died, Jesus Christ died, no one else need to die. He forgives freely. And when he was talking, and when, um, uh, you know, the uh, lady calmed down a little bit, she started to speak through her tears, and she said, why didn't you come 15 minutes earlier? If you would have, my son wouldn't need to die. What a tragic story. When I read this story, I was crying inside. I was weeping. Yes, this morning, I want to fix your eyes on Jesus who died for us, who is for us, 
who is embracing us and is um, smiling on us also today. And I would like to study with you um, one small book in the Old Testament, prophetical book. And the book has a title, Who is Like the Lord? Well, you know that this is um, uh, an Old Testament book, is a prophetical book with the name of the prophet, Who is Like the Lord? Who is that prophet? Well, let me help you. This prophet lived in the 8th century B.C. In his time, the cruel and wild Assyrians' powers were in dominion. He predicted the fall of Samaria and also Jerusalem. He used six times the key term remnant. So the message, his book is for the faithful remnant. He wrote seven chapters. He belongs among the minor prophets. Uh, but don't be mistaken, it's not a second um, league prophet. He's a first league prophet, but he wrote only seven chapters. This is why he's a minor prophet. He was bitterly crying over the terrible life situation. He was asking, where are the godly? Everything is um, uh, upside down. Injustice is ruling everywhere. Violence is there. Wicked are very skilled and doing wrong, and they are eager to do it. They are very successful. Leaders and even judges are taking bribes. The best among people are like, like a thorn. Life is painful, unjust. And then he says, you cannot actually trust anybody. You cannot trust your neighbor, your friend, your wife, your husband, your children or parents. Everything is really upside down. He is like talking about 21st century for our postmodern world where we live in that upside down world, in mess, in big mess. But here comes the prophetical voice. In that turmoil, when there's plenty of tension and violence, God speaks. Who is like the Lord? You know that the name of that prophet is Micah. Who is like the Lord? It is a very good question. Yes, who is like the Lord? And of course, the answer is very clear. No one is like the Lord. He is unique, special. And at the end of um, uh, that uh, prophetical book, Micah is um, uh, alluding to his name, who is like the Lord, and he's summarizing very beautifully who is the Lord. Let me read. Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance. You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our ancestors in days long ago. So who is like the Lord? Where well, it's very beautiful. Our Lord is without comparison because he is 
full of compassion, full of love. He pardons sin, forgives the transgression. He loves to do it. Yes, our uh, God, this Old Testament God is a beautiful God. The God of Micah is, um, uh, you know, close to our heart and is winning our heart because it's so good. When I was in Sri Lanka uh, some uh, years ago, I visited one of the top Buddhist monks. We were discussing religion, and I asked him, how do you see forgiveness? Can God or Buddha forgive sins? And look at me with uh, like a puzzle. Uh, uh, he paused, and he said, forgiveness? What is forgiveness? You cannot be forgiven. You can only expiate your sins by good deeds. You need to do something good. And in this way, you are undoing this wrong. You can redeem yourself only by good work. Then he explained to me, you know, our sins are like assault. Good deeds are like um, deeds are like water. More good work is done, less the bitterness of the salt is tasted, because the salt melts in the water. Salt will be always there, but in comparison with water, it is now so small. It's not so bitter. Well, I am so glad that our Lord Jesus Christ is the one who pardons our sin and forgives our sins. And we read that he is delighting in showing mercy. And he has compassion over us. We were reading that he is treading our sins underfoot. Like the Assyrian army, when they conquered enemy, they trampled on, the, on their bodies. Um, yes, sins are... Um, uh, our sins, our transpasses, um, our iniquities, are, this is the enemy, and God is taking it, putting down. It's, um, they are conquered because they are forgiven, and God delights to show mercy. And in hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. I was reading about one uh, old father who was reading that passage of Micah 7:19, and he was glorifying the Lord and saying, yes, glory, hallelujah, God is good. And his son, who was an unbeliever, came to him and said, what are you reading? Why are you so excited? And he said, well, I am reading here that God is putting our sins into the depths of the ocean, and it is buried there, and no more. Well, uh, son told him, you need to read something scientific, uh, none of this. So he brought to him an encyclopedia. So the father is reading, and after um, uh, some time, he's saying, yes, glory, hallelujah, and he was again excited. So the son was coming and asking, what are you reading now? And he said, well, I read that scientists even with the best modern equipment, are not able to go deep down and explore all the depths of the ocean. It means that my sins are buried there and nobody can dive them up. It's beautiful. Yes, this is our God. He 
forgives. He brings uh, compassion. He shows mercy. He's embracing us. He's for us, never against us. He's faithful. He shows love to us. So who is like the Lord? No one. He is unique. But when Micah is preaching, he does not want only to present that God is beautiful. He wants that we all are like God. This question, who is like the Lord, is also your challenge. It's an invitation of the prophet because we should be like him, also full of compassion, forgiveness, service, faithfulness, uh, showing mercy to others. So how um, we can do it? How we can be Micah, who is like the Lord, that when others will see us, they will see really Christ, God in our life. That we will be also as serving as God is serving. That we will be like him in forgiveness, in showing mercy, in uh, uh, compassion. Well, uh, let me now go to the core of uh, the message of Micah. In chapter 6, in verse 8, he actually is giving how it can be accomplished. And before, you know, in, in that uh, chapter 6, he's actually asking a question, um, if God is uh, so good, if God is um, full of um, love and forgiveness, mercy, compassion, how we can please this God? Can we bring um, sacrifices to him? And by many sacrifices, we will be loved by him? Is it by special gifts, by plenty of money? Or even by sacrificing the firstborn like this Indian young lady did? No, he's saying, no, 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 no. This is not like that. And he's now come to verse 8 and says, He, God, has shown you, O mortal, Oh, humans, uh, what is good? You know, God is always telling us what is good for us because he wants that we succeed, we prosper, that uh, the happiness is part of our life. So, yes, he showed you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Three things. First, act justly. Second, love mercy. And third, walk humbly with your God. Well, this is a summary of biblical ethics. How we should behave, how to live. Very simple, and at the, at the same time, so profound. Yes, act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Maybe now you think, well, but, but the sequence is here uh, very strange. So first I have to act justly, to do what is right and um, showing this uh, justice around me. And then um, to, to learn how to show mercy. And finally, uh, to walk with the Lord. 
Well, I have to tell you that um, here we have something what we call Hebrew thinking. And in Hebrew thinking, uh, you go from the, um, uh, something what is on the surface to the cause of it. We go from the cause to effect. And very often, the Hebrew mind, the biblical authors are writing in the reverse order. Uh, what you can see, what is tangible, what is on the surface, what um, you can measure, it goes deep down to the cause, to really what is the core of the matter. So for our thinking, we need to reverse everything because we go from the cause to effect. They go from the effect to the cause. So we should really uh, do it in such a way that first we need to walk humbly with the Lord. Second, we need to love how to show mercy. And third, we need to, uh, uh, and we will know, how to act justly. And this is actually the proper sequence. And this Hebrew thinking you have everywhere in the Bible, like in the three angel message. In uh, Revelation 14, verse 12, you have that the characteristic of those who are faithful to the Lord is that they have the perseverance of the saints. They keep the commandments of God and they also uh, keep the faith in Jesus. You see, first we need to start with the faith in Jesus. This leads us that we, out of love, keep the commandments of God and then we persevere to walk with the Lord. Hebrew thinking. So the sequence we need to put in this way. First, walk humbly with the Lord. Then, love mercy. And then, act justly. So what does it mean? How to uh, really see it? You know, first is walk humbly with your God. In the Czech Republic, uh, we have um, uh, a saying. Uh, when uh, we see... Um, uh, and you know that I am from the Czech Republic, um, and uh, it's very similar in, uh, in um, uh, many other cultures. When we see two people who are in love, young people who are engaged, who are dating, uh, they're holding hands and they're walking together, we say, yes, they're walking together. But this uh, term, they're walking together, is idiomatic uh, sentence, because they can be sitting in the restaurant and you go with your friend and then see them and you are commenting and you say, well, this, these two, they are walking together. They are not actually walking. They are now sitting and enjoying supper or they are playing tennis. And you will say, they walk together or they will study uh, together. But because they are in love and because they are dedicated to, to one to another, the others will say they are walking together. And this is exactly what we have in this Hebrew thinking. In the, the Hebrew Bible, when prophet Micah, God of Micah, is coming to us and saying, yes, walk with me. Like Enoch was walking with God. And then he was taking, uh, taking up. Yes, we need to walk with the Lord. And when we walk with the Lord, when you are in love with Him, when you are totally dedicated to Him, 
when you do everything out of gratitude and um, thankfulness to Him, then you will be like Him more and more. Then you will reflect His virtues, His characteristics, His character. And you will be as loving as He is loving, as forgiving as He is forgiving, as serving as He is serving, as unselfish as He is unselfish, as encouraging as He is encouraging. And you can continue as the Lord, your God, with whom you are in love is, you will be also. Yes, what we admire, uh, then we become like that. What we worship, um, uh, who is our model, our ideal, this is the, who we are. You know, it is stated that um, ideals are like, uh, like stars. Uh, stars you cannot reach. Um, but you are orienting yourself according to stars. Jesus Christ, his character, this is this ideal. And when we walk with him, and we walk humbly, and this is very important, you know, when um, we are changed, it is not our performance. It is God who is doing it by his love, by his mercy, by his word, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to stay humble and we need to know that he is God and we are fragile and we need him every moment. So yes, walk and walk humbly with the Lord. And this will lead you that you will be like him and then you will be able to do that second, to show love and to love to show mercy. When um, my children were small, and I have three daughters and two sons, and I remember when um, one time my, my girls were fighting, and then um, I, I came and I realized that um, one was really uh, in, in fault. So I came to her and said, well, you need to apologize now to your sisters. And so um, she uh, really unwillingly said something, well, I am, I am sorry. And I said, well, well, you know, if you are really sorry, you need to come to your sisters, look to her eye, to their eyes, and very clearly and loudly and mean it to say, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Well, daddy, I, I already did it. And then finally, she really with a smile uh, on her face apologized. You know, we need to love to show mercy, not to be forced. And only when we walk with the Lord, who loves to show mercy, we will be also like him, showing mercy everyone. And if I would have time, I would um, tell you so many stories when young people who were um, like outside of the church left the church thinking that everybody is hypocrite in the church because people of the church love them unconditionally, unselfishly, and embrace them that were they were doing uh, wrong things. They came back. Like um, one person told me, I, as a young person, I was 19, I was uh, going out of, of the church. And then 
he was so angry of those who are in the church, so he took the bi- motorbicycle and uh, Harley Davidson, and he was going with all this um, leather c- covered with gloves and, and helmets, and I was going around the church. And um, the windows were open, and he was, um, you know, touring um, and bringing uh, the noise around. And then something told him, well, go inside, uh, see. And after, you know, months and months being out, he said, well, I will, I will come. And so he stopped. He entered. It was the end of the service. And people were not telling him, why you made this noise? Why you are not coming to the church? This is, this is terrible. You should be with us. No, they showed him love. They embraced him. And he was again accepted among them. And this changed him. And he actually was one uh, in the past uh, as my colleague here in the seminary. He was professor here in the seminary. I know that there are not always stories like that. There are also other stories when uh, young people and others were coming to the church and were not accepted. But when we walk humbly with the Lord, we will embrace other people. We will be like the Lord. We will show mercy. And we will love to show mercy because God is good to us. So we will be good also to others. And then when we walk humbly with the Lord and we are transformed, we are changed by walking with him, changed by his love, then we are showing mercy, showing love, this unconditional love as um, Jesus is teaching us uh, to perform. And then we will be able to do the third thing, to act justly to show what is right and to act accordingly because justice is also very, very important in our life. Yes, we need always to walk humbly with the Lord. Then we will be changed, transformed, show love and mercy, and then we will be able in the right way to uh, act according to God's justice, then we will also be able to manifest this justice of God in the right way, in the loving way, in the embracing way. So, in, um, in conclusion, I would like to say uh, what is important, um, Micah is telling us, who is like the Lord? Well, this God of Micah is unique. He is uh, the one who is our model. He is the ideal. And we, when we walk with him and walk with him humbly, we will be like him. We will be also loving to show mercy. We will be this people who will be known that they love each other and love other people unconditionally. And then we will be able to also act justly. So we need to belong to the Lord, be in love with the Lord, because he is for us always. We belong to him. We belong to him twice. 
because he created us and he also redeemed us. Let me close with a simple story. Probably you heard about the small boy who wanted to have a boat, beautiful boat. So even though this family was very poor, the father for the birthday gave him a gift, a kit to assemble the boat. It was a big box, and he now, very carefully, this small boy was putting one piece by other together, was gluing, and it was bigger and bigger. Weeks and months he was building, and at the end, finally, it was here, this beautiful, beautiful boat. He made this boat. So he went to the nearby river, and he was playing with that boat. And one day when he was playing with that boat, when it was so nicely flowing on that river, the current was so strong and he could not catch this boat and the boat was gone. He was crying. Um, he lost his, uh, his, um, his boat. He made that boat. Uh, next week... Uh, Father took him to the nearby town. And there, when they were walking beside the antiquity store, he saw in that window his boat. So he was running to the owner of this business, and he said, well, over there is my boat. Please give me my boat. And the owner of this shop said, well, everybody can say this is my boat. No, no, I bought this boat. It is now mine. If you want it, you need to buy it. So how much? $40. At the time, it was a big money. He had no money. So, yes, if you want that boat, you need to buy it. So he went out, and he was working, you know, for other people, bringing newspapers, um, raking leaves, um, helping. And then finally he had this $40. With his father, he ran to that um, uh, shop and the antiquity place. And there again was his boat. Came to the owner, uh, to the businessman, gave $40. And the owner of of that business gave him back his boat. And when the small boy was going out from uh, that place, he was um, uh, speaking to that boat, uh, you know, lovingly speaking because it was his boat. He said, now, now my boat, you are twice mine. First, you are mine because I made you. And secondly, you are mine because I bought you. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. This is God of Micah. He created us. He bought us. We are His. And when we are in love with Him, when we walk with Him daily, humbly, filling our mind with His Word, being strong in His Word, we will be changed. We will be like Him. And then we will be showing love. And we will be not doing it because we have to or we must do or um, because somebody is forcing us. No, we will love to show mercy. And then we will act justly.
So God bless you that you will be like the Lord. This is an invitation, challenge for you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you and we know that we are not able to be like you. You are this ideal, our model. You are like the stars far away. But uh, yes, the stars are there. We cannot reach them, but we orient ourselves according to them. So, yes, uh, we want to be like you, and we know that it is not in our power. So we give ourselves to you. Help us to know you better, to study your word very carefully, to be in awe of your beauty of the character, of your holiness, because you are God of love and truth and compassion and forgiveness and and mercy and justice. You are all to us. Change us, transform us, that we daily walk with you, and then that we will be like you, showing mercy and acting justly. And we thank you that you will do this changing miracle also in our life. Because your grace is not only amazing, but it's also transforming. So transform us and let us all be like the Lord. That when people will see us and when they will question who is like the Lord, they will be able to say, yes, I know. I know this man. I know this young lady. I know that person who is like the Lord. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen.